0: Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. When I was in college, Alyssa and I found ourselves going to this small non-denominational church. And I've shared about this church and other services, um, but uh, the church, didn't have a pastor. Um, the founding pastor, well, was not, not necessarily a good guy and got found out, And um, but the church kept meeting. And they, event- they wanted to get a pastor, but they just they couldn't find one, and so the elders just took turns rotating, and they just kind of kept it that way. Um, I'm bringing this up because they, they had this midweek service. And no one preached at that service. But uh, the church was actually really wounded after the, the, the pastor left. And um, so you know, after the congregational singing, um, they just kind of pulled up the Bibles and, and shared scripture with one another. Something that God taught them that week. And, uh, and they did that and you know, it was kind of moving to them. And so they just kept on doing it. Um, they'd read the verses and share how God illuminated that scripture or how that scripture encouraged or challenged them or helped them. And you didn't have to share. Uh, nobody was expected to share. But if you did share, um, it had to be with the scripture. And that kind of kept it from just being a time of just kind of sharing whatever opinions you just wanted to share. It just kind of it kept it focused. Um, and after everybody shared, uh, an elder, one of the elders uh, that was facilitating, because they rotated facilitating, they'd kind of try to shape what everyone sh- sh- shared into some sort of common narrative, right? So they'd just kind of say, okay, so I heard that, you know, you, le- you know God was teaching you this, and God was teaching you this, and God was teaching you this, and you know, this happened, and you know, this is this is what happened. And so from all those things that they'd said, then they would say, okay, maybe God is trying to tell all of us, you know, this kind of based on what God was revealing to the different members of the group. Because there was an expectation that God was actually active in people's lives and wanted them to learn and to grow. And uh, I had never been to a church that did anything like that. I mean, all the churches I had attended would say that scripture was good for everyone and everybody, like God will talk to everybody. But there was never any space to actually hear what God had to say. Um, but they put it into action um, they kind of lived uh, Romans fifteen fourteen, which is uh, my brothers and sisters I myself am convinced that you yourself are full of goodness and filled with all knowledge and are able to teach one another um, they kind of put that into practice and it was there that I learned to trust that God was actually really trying to show me stuff not just kind of generically but actually really what he was doing and God was doing that in other people, and that through Scripture um, things would be revealed, and that all of us together had something good to contribute to the body of Christ, especially because the elder kind of like, you know, would kind of like reiterate what everybody said and kind of knit it together, because you have to, so kind of got to see that process happening. Because sometimes that happens, um, I mean, even here it happens, you know, Pastor Christie and Pastor Vince and I, we hear what people are saying, and then we might... We kind of incorporated it all in, but kind of the way they did it, you got to see the process of that happening. And it was really cool. It was really cool. And that, that brings us to the today's topic. Uh, this is part four on our series on the covenant affirmations, uh, the theological agreements that our church and denomination subscribe to. And uh, there are six of them. We affirm the centrality of the word of God. We affirm the necessity of new birth. We affirm a commitment to the whole mission of the church. We affirm the church as a fellowship of believers. We affirm a conscious dependence upon the Holy Spirit. We affirm the reality of freedom in Christ. And this morning, we're going to be talking about uh, the church as a fellowship of believers. And so, I guess, what does it mean to be a fellowship of believers? Uh, So I want to start with Titus, chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. We were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, and slaves to our desires and various pleasures too. We were spending our lives in evil behavior and jealousy. We were disgusted and hated other people. But when God, our Savior's kindness and love, appeared, he saved us because of his mercy, not because of the righteous things we had done. He did it through the washing of new birth. And the renewal and renewing by the Holy Spirit, which God poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. And I think that beautifully describes what it means to be a believer, as someone who has had Christ's love and kindness revealed to them, who's experienced new life forgiven and cleansed through the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that is empowered to live by the Holy Spirit, to live into that life, and to experience the goodness of God and the fullness of God's kingdom. And th- and those people, right, those people are the church, not a place, not a building, but a people. A people that have been called out from among the nations of the world, who though different, have experienced God's saving love, and been transformed, and are being transformed, to be more and more like him. And, uh, I also want to address some of Paul's language in this Titus passage. When Paul writes, We were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to our desires and various pleasures too. We were spending our lives in evil beha- behavior and jealousy. We were disgusting and we hated other people. Uh, this isn't Paul just like talking bad about people that aren't Christians. At least that's not, not the intent. Look at what's being said. We were foolish. We were. We were disobedient. We were deceived. We were slaves to our desires. We were jealous. We were disgusting. And we hated people. Okay? This is a a reminder for us not to be haughty. To not be proud. Right? To remind us that we were sinners. We are sinners. That this is how much we needed saving. Not to condemn other people. But to reveal how we were condemned. Um, Because, like Jesus says in John uh, 12, 14. 47, Jesus doesn't come to judge. People already know their shortcomings. People have had to deal with their limitations, right? If you've lived in this fallen world, in this broken world, you can already know what it is like to feel judged and to feel judgment. There's no need to pile on, okay? Everybody knows the weight of accusation and remember Satan's name means accuser, but Jesus came to save people. To set them free from the accusations and the judgment. And the church is the fellowship of those people who have been set free. And I, I love that the covenant uses the word fellowship. Because it makes me think of this. Right here. Right? Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, because each person. Each person in this fellowship. Um, so sorry to reference something that's like 15 years old now. 15 years. 20 years old now. But uh, it's still really awesome. But uh each person in this fellowship is committed to the mission of the fellowship. right? Which, in this case, is the destruction of the ring. Each person has a role to play in that. And that's putting into action 1 Corinthians 12, 4-11. There are different spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries and the same Lord. There are different activities, but the same God who produces them in everyone. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. A word of wisdom is given by the Spirit to one person. A word of knowledge to another according to the same spirit, faith still to another by the same spirit, gifts of healing to another by one spirit, performance of miracles to another, prophecy to another, the ability to tell spiritual parts to another, different kinds of tongues to another, and the interpretation of tongues to another. All these things are produced by the one and same spirit who gives what he wants to each person. Every believer in the fellowship has, which in this case is the church. Has a place and a purpose. Okay, no one is greater than the other than the other. Uh, the pastor, you know, in this case, me or Pastor Christie or Vince. We are no better or no more essential to the mission of God than you are. I mean, we we all everybody has different roles, but nobody is more essential. We're given, we're all unique, and we're given different talents, and have different interests no one's better than another. And uh, so excuse me if you're not familiar with Lord of the Rings, but, um, you know, it's been decades since the book had been written. So uh, even Gandalf the Wizard, right, who is the most powerful and wise, right, the secret agent of, of the god of Middle-earth, right, is expendable. Even he's expendable in regard to the mission of the Fellowship. Even Frodo Baggins, who's the protagonist of the whole story, even he's shown to be replaceable. Okay, Because the mission is greater than any one person. But all persons are needed for the mission. Right? Likewise, God's mission is greater than any of us. Greater than any of us. All of us are needed. But God will give all who are available for this mission. And so that means that as you serve in your fellowship, as you participate in your fellowship, you might find yourself doing things that you would never think that, that you would be qualified to do. You might discover gifts that you might never have uncovered because you tried something new. But part of our job as a people in the fellowship is to help one another find places to serve, right? To help one another discover the gifts that we never knew that we had. Because let's face it, often we don't know how we're gifted unless somebody tells us that we're gifted in it, right? Like. Um, Because we don't know that we're good at teaching unless we try to teach, right? Unless somebody, we try to teach and somebody tells us that. We don't know if we're good at encouraging unless we're actually in a relationship and we try to encourage somebody. We don't know if we're good at helping unless we try to help. And so part of the job of being in the fellowship is for each person to identify the gifts, right? The part of the job of the fellowship is to help each person identify their gifts And then also the other part of the job, of the fellowship, is for the fellowship to receive those gifts, right, to help you figure out what you're good at, and then to help you do that here, and utilize it for God's purposes and mission, okay? So we don't believe in just passive actors. God has given you something for his mission, and last week we went over that mission, which is the ministry of Jesus, to proclaim his kingdom, to make disciples, to teach his commandments, to baptize into new life, to love in word and deed, until his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as in heaven. No person is greater than one another in a mission. And this is, that's why in Christ, uh, this is Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is, nor is there male or female, For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now if you belong in Christ, then you are indeed Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. All are equal at the foot of the cross. The lowly are lifted up and the higher brought down. That's why we speak so much about reconciliation. That's why I speak so much about reconciliation. Because we've been made one according to his promises. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we affirm and support women in ministry. Because we're all women in Christ. Without hierarchy. The Apostle Paul also talks about this. Or, sorry, the Apostle Peter talks about this in 1 Peter 2 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people who are God's own possession. You have become this people so that you may speak of the wonderful acts of the one who called you out of darkness and into his amazing life. The church is a fellowship of priests, called out from amongst different ethnic groups and nationalities into a new holy nation, a new chosen race that belongs to God who exists to demonstrate God's goodness, God's kindness and that's why we affirm the church as a fellowship of believers um, I forgot to put them out again but as soon as the services are I'm going to run out and I'm going to put out the pamphlets that kind of say all the affirmations um, so they've been they've been in the newsletter but if you actually just want a physical copy I have them but in that little pamphlet in this section it says, The church is not an institution, organization, or a building. It is a grace-filled fellowship of believers who participate in the life and mission of Jesus Christ. It is a family of equals. We are a family of equals. Um, actually, uh, the song that we sang this morning that, Jay, that Jane was sharing about, right, where we, we call ourselves brothers and sisters around here. Um, now, we don't often, actually, anymore, but maybe we should remind ourselves that we belong to one another, that we, we are connected. Um, the covenant church, we believe that the, the local church, that means us right here, are the high, is the highest decision-making body of the denomination. All of the organizational structures, all the denominational stuff is to help support who we are, right? We don't exist to support the bigger denomination. The denomination exists to support all of us. Because we are the body of Christ. We are the hands and feet of Christ. Right? Not a hierarchy, but us doing the work, loving people, exercising the gifts that have been given to us. We affirm the church as a fellowship of believers. And so I think I've said this before, but if you're interested in being a member of the church, it's easy. It's just a simple confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Tell us about your relationship with Jesus and how God saved you. How have you experienced new life in Christ through the forgiveness of sin? So tell us tell us about that experience, and then so, then you can become a member. That's our qualification. I mean, of course, we want to know your story, but that's just because family wants to know each other, and you'd be part of the family, as so we want to hear about who you are invite you to join with us to participate through attendance and serving and giving and sharing of life and we hear one another's stories not to judge one another and not to make sure that we all agree on the fine points of doctrine but to encourage one another through testimony of god's grace and god's goodness um we won't always agree um there actually there might be very serious things that we have disagreement about and that's part of being in the family too However, there is a trust that our bond in Christ is stronger than any disagreement. And uh, I do want to give a clarification. The church is a fellowship of believers, but everybody is welcome to come, to learn, to share, to give, to receive, and participate in the fellowship as they are. Uh, Because I know that sometimes we're not sure exactly of what we believe yet. Um, you may not entirely believe. You may struggle. Sometimes you may, might even be pretty sure that you don't believe, but you're still welcome to come, right, to walk with us. Anybody's willing to walk on this journey, and our journey is to Christ. Okay. All right, yeah, you might be struggling, but this is the way we're going. Come on with us. So we'll help you. Oh, you, need, you might take a slower pace? That's fine. Take a slower pace, but come with us, okay? Everybody's welcome to come. It's our journey towards Christ, and none of us are fully there yet. When we say we're a fellowship of believers, it's because Christ believes in us, and Christ is calling us and defining us, not because we perfectly believe or know. We all see through a glass darkly, but we're willing to grow. And so everybody's willing to come and grow with us. Let's pray. Lord God, you are good, and Lord, I thank you that you've created a place for us, that you've created the fellowship that we can belong to if we choose. Lord, we thank you that there's there's a place where we can serve, where we can give, where we can give our talents, where we can give our time, where we can give our treasures, where we can be transformed, where we can learn to be more loving, where we can learn to be more giving, where we can learn to be more holy, where we can learn to be more like you. Thank you for not giving up on any of us. Thank you for loving us and not wanting any of us to perish, God, but for calling all of us. Making us one, gifting us to do the work of your journey to participate in your mission. In Christ's name, amen.